1: Two
2: libations Friday rolling on. Good to be with you. Doing it live from the house today, but we're here and I'm glad to be here because we were able to have a conversation on air about the good news of the day. If you're just hopping on, jumping in your car, getting ready to enjoy the weekend, happy libations Friday. Means you got off early. It's two o'clock. I forget after all these years, Tom, after we've moved, I'm still forgetting that it's the middle of the day. I feel like everybody gets off of work at three o'clock, but they don't. But they don't. But maybe today you are, and I say congratulations to you. If you are, toast a cold one in celebration of the fact that Florida State didn't lose its head coach. Mike Norvell is staying. That's the news of the day. Found that out about 30 to 40 minutes before the start of the program. Went live then and carrying on now. Happy to do it. Florida State signing Mike Norvell to an eight-year extension. At just over $10 million per, still waiting on some of the other information in regards to the buyout. I imagine that's going to go way up. I got to believe it's got to go way up with that kind of a commitment. Let's hope that it does. Did it already? Did we see the buyout, Tom? Do we know it? I don't think so yet.
0: I didn't see the uh, – there are you know, reports that are floating out left and right, don't have a verified number, but it ain't going to be four. I can tell you that much. It ain't gonna be $4 million. Now, if Alabama really, really wants a dude, $4 million is not gonna stop him. But you know, for Florida State's end of the deal, if you're just talking about it from our perspective, hey, sure would be nice to have some money coming in to fill the spots for the next guy if we ever have to get there. Thankfully, that's not the conversation we're having today, because if we were having that conversation, Bama would have thrown us 50 bucks. They would have given us 50 bucks.
2: Yeah. Lanning had a $20 million buyout. I'd like to see something in that neighborhood, 20 to $30 million. And I think if you're going to make the commitment that they just made to Mike Norvell today, that you could possibly ask for that. It's not one way. We're going to make you fabulously rich. You're one of the top five paid coaches in the country. We're extending you another eight years. Uh, We've committed to all the facilities, that uh, you could want. Obviously, they've also committed. I think we're going to find out in this deal, Tom. I'm speculating right now, but I think we're going to find out that there's a lot more money going into the recruiting efforts for Florida State. And in addition to that, uh, the, the, the coaching staff will maybe expand in terms of more analysts and all of the mores that coaches want.
0: Yeah, damn right. I, I hope that's exactly what happens here. This is where, you know, even though I, I, I'm first a Florida State fan and we see coaches come and go. Like that's what we do as fans. They come, they go. We love them, we hate them, whatever it is, or anything in between. But this is where I am aligned with the coach right here, right now, against Florida State in a in a weird way at the negotiating table. Get more concessions. Get more things for the football program. Get yeses for facilities if that's your thing. If you think that's what separates you from the competition for support staff, for recruiting staff, for analysts, whatever it is, get your yeses. And I'm gonna assume that over the last 24 hours Mike Norvell got some yeses and that's even reported Ross Dellinger who was the first to report the terms of the deal that, that I saw on Twitter maybe somebody else was faster but 8 years at 10 plus million dollars a year also said that yeah it wasn't just a commitment in terms of salary increase it was increases in infrastructure for Florida State football so a good day for Florida State in the short term and in the long term I think
2: yeah, I think so, and we've documented throughout the course of the day the ripple effects of this, and why it's important that it got done, and that he stay, and not having to start over. But then also some of the signals that it may be uh, illustrating for Florida State's future and how bright it is right now. It's it's, it's exciting time, I think, to be a Knoll. The one hindrance is being in this conference, and and knowing that um, you know until you get out of here, you can't really breathe a sigh of relief. I just I don't like having to start over, especially when you've got yourself a head coach who's done as good a job as Mike has not saying that Florida state wouldn't have landed on their feet or that they wouldn't have been able to, you know, supplant Mike Norvell with another good coach, but I didn't want to have to do it because no matter when you do it, no matter who you bring in, there is a transitional stage. And Florida state's had to go through too many of them uh, recently. And you don't want to have to do that after just four years, five years. So, I'm glad that they were able to safely avoid that, and I like what it signals to the rest of college football as to just how committed they are right now. In the interim, we continue to get good news in the regards to players. Uh, Ferguson is in. Florida State was able to get that acquisition yesterday and they continue to bring in players now uh most notably from alabama i might say and uh they got a chance to bring in another player so it's uh it's a good time it's an exciting time and we can go watch the nfl playoffs this weekend tom and worry about nothing worry about nothing buddy
0: i can promise you that wherever we are watching the nfl playoffs this weekend we will be warmer than the people in the stands in kansas city and in buffalo both places are preparing for the worst kind of weather it's going to look a little bit different on the field but it's going to be miserable as hell in terms of temperature in Kansas City and then temperature wind and snow in Buffalo with the lake effect oh my goodness weather bad weather football is on its way
2: you know when I was a younger man and to an extent if the situation's just right I still would do this But in my 20s and early 30s, I used to insist that at some point I needed to go to a playoff game like that, that I needed to go to Lambeau or I needed to go to Arrowhead and I needed to sit down in those stands or stand in those stands and feel seven degrees at kickoff with a a gust and a blizzard and snow all around us and endure that and have fun with that to say you did it. As a 52-year-old man, I go, "Ah, I'm good. Good. Don't need to do it. Don't need to do it. Now I did. I did go to Chicago to see the Bucks play and lose an overtime, Soldier Field, with Greasy at quarterback. Uh, Christy and I did that. I got to wear my leather Buccaneers jacket. Who the hell has a leather leather Buccaneers jacket? I do. I do. You do too. But a big time winter leather bucks jacket that I got, and I wore that to the game, and I was praised by Bears fans. And it was 20 something degrees, and there was snow on the ground, and it went to overtime, and it was dark basically by kickoff because it was a four o'clock game, and I cracked up laughing at that. But anyhow, I actually it was a one o'clock game, and it was dark by three, so that was the that was the fun part. And um, yeah, we I've done that. But when you talk about what it's going to be in Buffalo, and what it's going to be in Kansas City, minus one in Kansas City, think about how pissed diehard Miami Dolphin fans are right now. If you're one of these fans that go to the games and the playoffs start and you're excited that the Dolphins made the playoffs, just knowing if you hadn't choked at home, you would be hosting this game instead of having to go on the road to minus two degrees. Ooh, woo, woo, woo. that so, hurt your
0: feelings. According to the meteorologists, I believe it's 30 seconds of skin exposure to the elements at that temperature leads to irritation, like bad irritation. So you know it's that's going to be a rough day. Get that. Uh, I think Ernie Sims has a story that he played in sub-zero temperatures for the Cowboys. They were on the road. It might have been at Soldier Field, um, and he said that. It was so cold that if you had snot coming out, which you do in those temperatures, it immediately freezes on your face yeah. mask. It's yeah. just, it's a disgusting, disgusting thing that's going to be happening at Kansas City. It's going to be more fun to watch for the Buffalo game because there's going to be anywhere between three to six inches of snow, as they're projecting right now, and winds in excess of 20 miles an hour, gusts to 40. Oh, my God. The, that number earlier today was 36 and a half. You best believe I jumped on the under.
2: I will tell you that I, I I'm still I'm still a guy who likes cold weather. I love when we get, you know, next week in Tallahassee, Tom, the low on Wednesday is twenty. Twenty in Tallahassee on Wednesday. Good lord. Yeah, how about that? So, Tallahassee
0: has it at twenty?
2: Twenty, yeah. And I'm excited for it. Can't wait. That's gonna be awesome. But and it happens sometimes, you remember a couple of years ago, Tom, we were here in Tally, it was 19 degrees, it, it, You know, it, every now and then it happens. And I love it, cuz it kills all the bugs, screw the bugs, get you some. But anyhow, I, I love that hard freeze and everything like that. And it's fun thing, and, and, and that's good. I can still handle really bitter temperatures. I had no problem skiing in Montana in a damn blizzard, I loved it, it was awesome. It was like 16 degrees, whatever it was. It's the winds you're describing, the winds, buddy. Get those winds the hell up out of here. I'm not dealing with all the winds. Like Cold temps, no problem. Can handle it. Walk right through a power up like a man. Get your shoulders up. But the wind, baby.
0: Mm. Well, the wind and the accumulation of snow. Like, these are the things that I look at when I'm looking at totals. And we haven't been really able to focus at all. You know, the one thing that Mike Norvell needs to apologize for, and I didn't read it, uh, I didn't see it in the statement. Yeah. Uh, but maybe I wasn't looking hard enough from FSU's release. He should have apologized to the masses here on Warchant TV that wanted insights into the Sony open in Hawaii and who you had playing in the Sony open, maybe some top 20 numbers, some top fives, the pizza money and who you think is going to win the Sony open. Now they could jump in after round one, but you want those insights before round one. And Mike Norvell needs to apologize for robbing the people of that opportunity yesterday.
2: All right. So I'm going to, this is 100% the truth. Okay. So last week, i i was so mad i had a couple well i had a you know when you when you guess a winner of a tournament it's it's you don't expect to win and you get these crazy odds four thousand to one you know whatever it might be but it's always fun to sprinkle some pizza money on a potential winner course form always matters who puts well on bermuda what are the winds doing down there is it going to be about the driver is it going to be about approach those kinds of things so you know i take all that stuff seriously so I had Seb Straka last week, and he finished 11th, and I had him going into the top 10, and he screwed me. So he, he missed out by one spot. I didn't, I didn't cash. And Eric Cole and a couple of others wasn't, wasn't great. I was all right in some areas, not great in others. Uh, now, I will say this, and I was dancing around the house last night when it happened, Tom. I had yesterday as my first-round leader and to finish in the top 10 of this tournament, Taylor Montgomery. Taylor Montgomery finished yesterday in first place and is currently at minus six. So now he could fall to pieces. He hasn't teed off yet today. I have no idea how that's going to work. I also have a bunch of pizza money sprinkled on Top 20s and top 10s, and for guys, and you know, and we'll see what happens. It's a, I just love it. I love the juice. I love the action of the guys that I had that I feel good about to finish in the top 20. I doubled down on Chris Kirk, who won last week. He's currently 11th. I took Adam Hadwin, who loves this course. He's at four under. I think he's, uh, whatever that is, t- tied for 22nd. Uh, and, and I went back to Eric Cole to finish in the top 20. He's one off the pace to do that. So we'll see. I, we'll, we'll see if we, we could do that. I, I'm, I've am i got a few guys that are going to be in the fight.
0: There's going to be a moment soon to jump on Will Zalatoris because you're going to get good value. He's been out for back surgery. Yeah, and he had out. a plus
2: six yesterday, did he not?
0: He took 36 putts on that plus six. Yes. Yeah. So that tells me that his ball striking wasn't terrible. It wasn't yeah. great, but it wasn't terrible. 36 putts, that's absurd. That's absurd. So, at some point, just... Be ready to pounce on Will when he reaches form, because you're going to get good value in a very short window. But I wouldn't touch it right now, because he, he does look a little bit lost, and that's okay. There's other plays that can be made throughout the weekend, too. But I figured you'd enjoy that, just like I figured you'd enjoy if you looked at the bottom of the screen right now on Warchant TV. you notice there's an update. Your boy, your boy updated it.
2: I saw you do it, and I was very, very happy about that. Uh, very, very, very happy. Um, to see that we've updated rightfully Danny and Zaxby's commitment to Florida State University, not unlike Mike Norvell's. 19 years of proud Golden Chief Booster. Deliciousness of those fingers with the Zax sauce, and then you grab that Texas toast, and you wrap it together, and you fire it in the sauce, and you celebrate like a man.
0: You geared up for the Texas toast. I love it. (laughs) Bless you. It's just the joy of Zach's piece is escaping you every which way. Bless you, my friend. I was trying to hit
2: the mute mic, and my (laughs) cursor didn't get over there in time, and there I was.
0: (laughs) Well, I would have told you, uh, as I used to do when you would sneeze or get into sneezing fits, some hockey stats. Here you go. Tampa Bay has now won two straight games in overtime.
2: Saw that last night.
0: The run on unders for Tampa is a scary proposition. I, I would watch them closely. They're in a weird... Headspace right now as a team. So I was telling you, play the unders on the Lightning. It's been generally good. I'd hold off just a little bit. Starting to get a little cattywampus there. Even though that I think the under hit last night, I would still be a little bit, a little bit nervous.
2: Yeah, well, I, I, I've i been careful. This has been a weird week. It's fun to welcome back. I, hey, listen, I had FSU earlier this week uh, against Wake Forest. Felt good about them getting a win at the TLC double C. They did. I celebrate that fact. Um, we're hoping, we're hoping that this is the start of getting right. They got Notre Dame tomorrow. Uh, let's hope that Florida State goes and beats us. A very young Notre Dame team is starting to play a little bit better. So could they win four straight ACC games, Tom? Ooh, buddy.
0: They that could. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, they could. Now they could they could win tomorrow by as many as 18. They could lose by as many as twenty-two, or they could blow two 10-point leads and have themselves a free throw fest inside the last three minutes. I think the last scenario is the most likely of all of all scenarios. We haven't had a chance because of all that's
2: happened with Florida State and we're gonna take a break here in a second, but I you know, it really is historical what just happened. And I got to thinking about when you do this as long as we have and you follow sports throughout your life you know that there are these benchmark moments. It could be for a player, setting a record, you know, winning a championship, whatever it might be. And you'll think to yourself, I I remember when so-and-so retired or I remember when so-and-so broke this record that I never thought would be broken or an improbable run to the championship. It could be any number of things. But, man, look at this run that we've just had. When you look at what – with Bill Belichick retiring and then, you know, Pete Carroll – uh, leaving the game, at, you know, he, there's no chance he wanted out of there. They're pushing him out, and I know he's trying to make it sound as if he's going to stick around. He ain't sticking anywhere. They're getting him the hell out of there. 72 years old, time's up for Pete Carroll. And then you think about, obviously, Nick Saban retiring. you talking about legends of the game. And I think the last time that um, you know this occurred to me was when we were sitting around and it became obvious we were about to lose legendary basketball coaches one by one by one pretty in, in short order. You had it happen with Coach K. You had it ha- happen with rolling out there, Roy. You just started knowing the guys were going to be walking away from the game. And normally we would have had a chance to kind of reflect. I can remember being on the air the day that Alabama hired Nick Saban, and we were making fun of the fans, and the yik yik was born there, and the running of the gumps, and all the things that came from it. But we also said at the time, yeah, he's going to win there. That's That's a really good hire. He's going to win. And and but to win the way that he did, obviously unprecedented. As a college football fan, and as a Florida State fan, I'm relieved to see the man go, because they weren't gonna. I mean, they may not be what they've been, but they weren't going anywhere. They were going to be a, a 10 and two, 11 and one machine over and over in perpetuity. That's what they were going to be. So get the hell up out of here and let everybody else play the game. Let's have some fun. And for Belichick. What a sad, sorry ending. Nobody's going to lose sleep over it. He's a difficult guy to uh, wrap your arms around. But, man, that picture of him walking off the field after that sorry effort against the Jets, bitter cold with the thing up to his eyes, just hunched over looking 105. You just, like, Bill, let it go. Don't take the Falcons' job. Don't take these other – dude, just go get on a boat in the sun.
0: Well – What I would do if I was Fox to counter ESPN is I would do telecasts of Belichick and Saban doing what the Mannings do as an alternate broadcast and breaking down the game, but not have guests. Like just talk about ball for the entirety of the game. No, don't bring on, unless there are other coaches that you can talk ball with, maybe they've got ties to the, the teams on the field or their quarterback. That's on the field where you can learn something. How about that? These two guys are free agents now. Let's get a show. They did the HBO special with him, which was whatever. But let's get a show where they're breaking down film and talking together about the, the trends in the game, things that are cool in the game or things that stand out for them. Here's hoping that the next chapter for those two guys is content like that. Because when they care to be on the desk and they do, like Saban specifically. Saban likes they, to do it. Yeah. Oh, man, they're so good at it. They're so good at it.
2: Yeah, and there's something there. I will just say this, and it seems obvious for anybody paying attention. I'm not the first person to bring this up. You guys do realize that in all likelihood, Saban's going to be on the desk of college game day. I mean, this is, if you think about the natural progression of things, we all know Lee Corso, time's up, okay? How do you not go bring in Nick Saban? The ratings for college game day flew into the side of a mountain the last three years. They have really struggled to sustain what they had.
0: And I think they would have done that with Urban if he didn't allow husbands to beat wives. I think they really would have done that long ago because they loved him. They had him on the desk every chance they got before Fox decided to do the unthinkable. And he was cold-shouldered by everybody on the desk. I think they're finally over that now, but that was always an awkward thing. Nick Saban was on the, the national championship desk the night we won the title 10 years ago. And he hugged Jimbo. Yes, he did. He, but like they have been fostering this relationship forever. You thought they were courting Mac Brown. <laughs> this is the one I can't imagine if they were able to secure somebody like Nick. I can't imagine what Nick's agent is going through right now. Like these kinds of conversations versus the ones that were taking place for a head coaching job. Cause you see the salaries that Monday night football uh, or Sunday night football play-by-play guys get the top guy at ESPN, uh, Jim Nance. Uh, sorry, uh, Tony Romo's to work with Jim Nance. What his annual average income is? Nick would command an absurd amount of money.
2: Doesn't need it, but certainly you're right. He would get it. Uh, I, I just I think he would provide. Real insight, and if he wanted to do it and was excited about doing it, he would be engaged in a way that he so often isn't in the press conferences that we see him in, and that would be a lot of fun. I would love to watch him uh, break down those games and talk about those games. I'd also like him to be the czar of college football, which we've talked about a lot. The sport needs it. I think he would do a great job with that. It's Jeff Cambridge, show three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads Rolling. It's almost time. I don't know what first down, second down, third down, fourth down is going to look like for uh, red zone. Tom, I, I'm excited to see what you what you've done, what you've got here. Uh, it's uh, it's one of my favorite segments because not only is it uh, our collaboration with a great guy who does good work, and I want others to know about it. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Adam Tolliver and our friends at Financial uh, Artisan Financial Strategies, but also because we get to hear the cool. Sounder. So let's do the sounder right now. Let's get it on.
1: Welcome to the majesty. Every freaking rep. The elegance. To win the game. Golly, oh, it's the upgrade. It's no good. You have entered. Someone burned down the funeral home. You burned the funeral home. Lives will be changed. Mothers will cry.
3: When you see your players give all that they have, and uh, and you lose that way, it's tough.
1: Legacies are etched into eternity. I know who I am. North, South Dakota was his brother from West Virginia. This is the Red Zone.
3: That's good to know.
2: And with that, I would say, hey, Knowles, we all know how important it is to score in the Red Zone, but... Got to be prepared for success in the retirement red zone. Five years leading up to your retirement date, the immediate five years after critical times of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And that's where my friend, our fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us are at midfield, want to plan ahead. Others ready to punch it in down along the goal line, whether making sure you know how much money you can spend without running out that's pretty important protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs or carefully planning your legacy the uh, artisan team brings a combined 30 plus years of planning experience and world-class resources helping you navigate the way so for more information i would strongly encourage you go do this check them out no that's all one word no first down tom fire away
0: all righty. First down, a little bit of news. This is going to be a different one. Maybe a, a couple more longer talking points or answers. Just prepping. up. Dennis Briggs has entered the transfer portal per on three. On a scale of one to 10, rate your level of concern for Florida State at defensive tackle in 2024. Scale of one to 10.
2: Uh Six or five, five. Five or six.
0: Medium, medium concern?
2: Yeah, medium concern, medium concern. I really feel strongly that uh, Daryl Jackson and uh, Joshua Farmer will be back. So that allays some of those fears.
0: I don't know that it's official, official yet, but obviously Kalen DeBoer is far and away the leading candidate to go to Alabama and be its next coach. So with that in mind, second down. More playoff appearances over the next five years. Kalen DeBoer at Alabama. Mike Norvell at Florida State.
2: Same. It's a 12-team playoff. They're both going to make
0: it a lot. So you think four, four each?
2: Yeah, I think they'll both make it a lot. I, I, I think Mike's got this humming to the place where they're going to the college football playoff. Okay.
0: Well, to that end, third down. The way-too-early 2024 FSU win total over-under number is what? What would you set Florida State's over-under at if you were doing futures? Can you start the
2: first part of that over? I had a glitch on my end, and I know that's great radio.
0: It was a glitch. Glitch. Um, FSU's 2024 over under. win total? What would you set it at?
2: Oh, uh, I would set it at, oh, if I'm trying to elicit bets, buddy, I'm setting that sucker at nine and a half.
0: Why do you think that would elicit bets?
2: Because I think there's a feeling out there that Florida State's about to take a huge step back because of Jordan Travis. So I'd get a ton of people who would bet against that and say under, but then there is a segment that's very knowledgeable of the fact that Florida State largely in the, in the last four to five games won a lot because of their defense. They have a lot coming in. They brought in DJ. So the thought is that, eh, they won't be too big of a step back. I think Florida State can get to 10 wins. So I think it's just a good betting number. Number nine and
0: a half. Okay. You know what's awesome is now that we're coming out of these uh, doldrums, is that it really does feel like we're due for W's and L's. And at the end of the month, if the ACC holds to form, you're going to get the sequence of the games. So we're almost there. Like it's just shining today with the Norvell news. Fourth down, fourth down. On to that end once again. Do you believe the product of today's negotiations, the negotiations with Mike Norvell, will directly or indirectly? Lead to better high school recruiting results for Florida State. Do you think these negotiations themselves have an impact on results in high school recruiting?
2: Okay, the answer is yes, because of what I think he likely negotiated in that deal in regards to resources and efforts and uh infrastructure and in all of that that we've already talked about a little bit, right? Whether that's staff and structure, whatever it might be. But I it will be better. I don't know how it couldn't be. There's more security. Uh, I don't think you can use now against them that, hey, Mike Ravel isn't going to stay in the ACC because he wants out after they were snubbed. That's all gone now, right? Now you're still having to overcome being in this league. There's no doubt that you do take a hit there. Mike also has to look hard at the members of his staff that are letting him down. This is not all roses. They've done a good job. What a great year they just had, obviously. But they could do a better job of parlaying a 13 0 season with a top 10 class. And yes, I know some outlets had us in the top 10. Others had us outside the top 10, 13. I've heard people say as low as 15. That's fine. Point is, you you go 23-3 and over your last 26, you ought to be rolling in top five classes. So they got to get better there.
0: I will add one thing, and that was the last down. But indirectly, it's nice to be able to, if you're Mike Norvell, say, Alabama offered me the job. I didn't take it. Here's why. That's a hell of a pitch to be able to make because you've got media members who says Alabama was hot for Mike Norvell. Ross Dellinger put it out there today, so he can go make that pitch and say, "No, no, no, I, I could have gone there, but I yeah. stayed here, and here's why you should come here instead of going there."
2: Yeah, I'm fi- I'm I'm fine with that. I I, I think that uh, you look at it and and you say that you are – well, you don't even have to teach your own horn. The record speaks for itself, and they just give you a huge deal. Um, people can see. They, they know that Mike is uh, one of the better coaches in the country.
0: This uh, I, 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 was that
2: fourth down or third that down? Was, no, it was fourth down. You flew oh, well, the downs, man. We were doing the Kermit the Frog nod there for a second. I, I
0: <laughs> all right, all right, fifth down, fifth down. Does Florida State basketball get a win tomorrow over Notre Dame?
2: They do. They do. They keep it rolling and the ding, ding keeps on dinging, buddy. So I like it. I'll take them to win tomorrow and I'll be happy about that. And at this point, um, you know, here's my wish for four state basketball and Leonard Hamilton, that they do enough to where pretty late in the season, it's not laughable to suggest they have an outside shot of making the NCAA tournament. Mm. If they fight all the way back then you have a situation where Florida State is, I mean, this, this would be something, right? There's no way any of us thought of that. Um, so I, I'm excited. I'm excited where it's headed. They need to win tomorrow. If we're going to arrive at the place that I'm talking about, they're going to have to win tomorrow, Tom. That is a sub-500 Notre Dame team who is very young. They need to find a way to win. Uh, coming up next, my picks. Go check out the fine folks at Artisan Financial Strategies, my picks with my mother. I should say she leads. How about coming up next, my mother's picks. That's the way to do it. That's what you should do right there. Go to NoelRetirement.com in the interim and check out what they have to offer, which is keen insight into your financial future. Hey, welcome a new advertiser to the program. This one I like. Why do I like them? I use them. I already use them. Then they said, we want to be on with you, Cameron. Good, because I'm already using you. I'd like to save some money. I'm talking about Factor. Now, I could read a script. I have one here. The bustling holiday season. You're looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel your jam-packed days. Factor's America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. I'm not going to do that, though. I don't need to do that. I like not meal prepping. I like having a delicious meal before me in two and a half minutes out of a microwave prepped by a professional chef. It is delicious Protein meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving in some cases. I could get the uh, low-calorie conscious meal if I want one, if I've overdone it for the week or something along those lines. I pick a different set of food items out of 35 prepared meals at the start of every week, and voila, it's at my front door. It's awesome. Head to factormeals.com Cameron50 and use code Cameron50 to get 50% off. Doing you right, people. That's code Cameron50 at Factormeals.com slash Cameron50 to get 50% off.
1: The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3.
2: It would appear mom found a way to get online after all, everybody. We don't have to call her. She's there, ready to roll. Modern technology did not elude her much the way that wins have not been eluding her in the head-to-head matchup against me in these picks as she now has a commanding 5-0 lead. I would uh, allow for a quick introduction, and then, Matthew, if you want to hit the... Uh, the sounder will start the bet. It'll be time to see if I can chip away at a devastatingly difficult lead to overcome.
1: And now for another edition of The Family Pick, Nick. Go to your room! Mother the meatloaf! Take it away,
2: Jeffrey. All right, Mother, you have been laying a whooping on me here lately. 5-0 man alive it's difficult to think uh that i'm down five and you swept three oh is what i meant to say last weekend
3: i did i'm telling you i was shocked myself those games went down i was like holy smokes <laughs> so anyway i don't know yes to end the regular season up that many made me very happy you have you should be proud of your mother though
2: I am proud of you. You're doing a great job. And you know what I don't understand? And I'm not trying to to poo-poo your substantial lead. But you know that we're also in a pool that picks games off the air. And I beat your ass in that pool. How in the world do I lose to you on the
3: air all the time? And I win that other pool. It's ridiculous. I don't know. I did pretty good in that other pool, though. I ended up four. Now, did you end up third or second? I ended up second. Okay, well, good. But I really did ended up doing pretty good. I don't know, because I think maybe sometime in that pool, um, you may change some of your picks. Like you pick with me on the, on the air, and then you think about it or whatever, and maybe pick different in the pool.
2: No, the opposite is true. I pick those picks because I never think about it, and I'm worried I'm going to forget to make my picks. Which, by the way, I finished second and twice this year forgot to make my picks. So it really is kind of like I finished first. And so the point <laughs> is... I ended up making those picks on Monday or, t- or on Tuesday, excuse me, Tuesday or Wednesday, I make those picks. And then I just forget about them. I leave them alone. I need to go look at them almost like your sheet at the That's beginning right. of each
3: week. Yeah, these Sheets are very important. <laughs> ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Okay, Mom. Okay. Here we go. You ready for the games? I, I am ready. I'm I'm nervous before we even get started. Not so much about these picks, but, you know, I always say, I mean, I'm thrilled that, my bucks made the playoffs and I know nobody thought they would, but, but me maybe. Um, but when they're in the playoffs, it's like a double edged sword because then I'm a nervous wreck. I don't expect them to obviously make it to the big game, but they, there's always that chance.
2: Well, there is a chance, but I think it's very little mom, because even if they were to beat the fledgling Philadelphia Eagles who have flown the plane into the side of the mountain, they yeah. have to play San Francisco after that, and they're going to lose by 105 if they play San Francisco.
3: So yeah, they probably will. And yeah. and I'll be sad, but at the same time, I'll be relieved <laughs> because yeah. I don't have to be nervous for the next three four weeks. Just
2: just do this. Just go and think to yourself that is back to back to back division titles. That's for Tampa
3: right, it's awesome. that's right. That's it's, it's fun. All
2: right, Absolutely. Cleveland at Houston on Saturday afternoon.
3: I know right out of the shoot, you know, that I have two of these games that really concern me. That is one that is one of them. On the one hand, I think CJ Stroud is doing great and he he's really doing well, but at the same time, I really flacco with his experience and with Cleveland's defense, I really I'm going to pick Cleveland.
2: I'm mad that you picked Cleveland because I too picked Cleveland, mom. That is I think you're on the right side there. Uh, Miami at Kansas City.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm picking Kansas City. Even though Kansas City is not doing too well either. But that weather, I think, I don't care what anybody says, that's a factor. And Miami, they're not used to playing in sub-zero weather a- at all. And I just think that's that is going to figure into it.
2: We both are taking Kansas
3: City. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Yeah. I'm taking Buffalo, but you know, that could be, that could be an upset special. I too am taking Buffalo (laughs) green Bay at Dallas. Yeah. Now that's a goodie. Uh, That's not one of my ones that I'm the most worried about, but um, I think, I think Dallas should win this game. I really do. I I think, um, I I just think that green Bay is the young team and, I don't know. Jordan Love, you never know about him. And I think um, I think Dallas should do pretty well.
2: We both have the Cowboys. Los Angeles, the Rams on the road against Detroit. Ford Field will be rocking. They finally get back into the playoffs. Your thoughts on this game?
3: Yeah, my thoughts. Um, I think this is a toughie. I, re- I really do. Matthew Stafford coming back to Detroit. And the Rams are really pretty hot right now. And I just, I just don't know. I've gone back and forth with with this game, and I really like Detroit, though. You know that I've I've liked that head coach a lot. Um, I, this is kind of like a game time decision. I don't, I don't ever picked on my sheet. Um, I want to pick the Rams, but at the same time, I just kind of think maybe it's Detroit's time. Um, I'm going with Detroit.
2: I take the Rams, and I uh, under I had a I had a flip flop nature to this game earlier yeah. in the week. Uh, earlier in the week, I had Detroit. As the week went on, I had the Rams, and then I kind of was thinking about it this morning because I knew we were going to talk. The Rams have played exceptional down the stretch, and they're really getting a lot out of the running back position, and that can help keep Detroit's offense off the field. I'll go with the Rams in a mild upset there. All right. Our Bucks Monday night hosting the Eagles.
3: I know it. I know it. I um I, I think the Eagles are really in in a bad place. And I think with Jalen Hurts finger hurt and they do not really know exactly um how it is and I think uh, isn't one of their receivers hurt or out, I think. Yes. Um I think the weather is also going to be terrible, unfortunately. I think they're predicting r- rain. Um, well, for that that yeah.
2: actually bothers me more than anything. Go ahead.
3: I know. Yeah, no, I know. The weather bothers me, too. Um, I, I'm i taking the Bucs.
2: I'll take the Eagles. I think the Bucks run ends there, and we have two different on the week. I hope I am wrong would love to see the Bucks win. Wouldn't be surprised if they did. If it's pouring, it's actually to Philadelphia's advantage and not Tampa Bays because the Bucks can't run the ball to save their life. So a little frustrating to think about if that happens. Matthews Eagles would get bailed out of the whooping they're going to take if it's nice weather, uh, which, is, which, yeah. is un, which is unfortunate. I,
3: I, I think I'm hoping, <laughs> I mean, the weather may not be horrible, but and obviously it's raining on both sides of the field. But. Um,
2: but we I, have to throw the ball mom and their pass defense is horrific and if it's pouring rain no. they get bailed out in that situation to some degree so I'm a little worried about it but I, I hey listen we got our games two different we, we, you're up five you're you're comfortable right now and I really want to <laughs> lose I really want to lose um frankly both of the games that I picked against you I want Detroit to beat the Rams and I obviously want the bucks to beat the Eagles I know
3: I yeah I really i you know, poor Detroit. I mean, they have really had such a terrible time and they're finally in it. And I hate to see them like go out in the in the first round. And these other teams, you know, it's crazy. I mean, with Philadelphia and Kansas City, I mean they I think they've got a really good chance if they can, you know, if they can win this week and go on. I d I don't know who would they play if they if Detroit wins.
2: Uh I forgot to pull up to see who who do they play if Detroit well, I mean obviously you gotta see how the other games play out. Um yeah. Green Bay and Dallas winner, I think. Is that right? Do I have that right? Or Philadelphia, Tampa Bay. Obviously, it's one of those two. I, I haven't looked at the, the seating. I forgot.
3: Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know either. Well, anyway, we'll find out. I still kind of think it's going to be a Baltimore-San Fran Super Bowl.
2: I do, too. I yeah, do, too. It, yeah. And frankly, if it can't be Tampa Bay, I hope it is Baltimore and San Francisco. I think it's a great game.
3: Yeah, I think I think it will be. All right, sweetie. Well, anyway, everybody have a good weekend. I will see you soon.
2: Yes, you will, Mama. I'll see you All soon. Right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. That's mom, whom I will see soon. I'm traveling down to Bradenton this weekend and uh gonna gonna hang out and finally do the Christmas exchange that we didn't get to do that we've been planning for weeks on end. So here we go. Finally gonna get it done.
0: Are you gonna bring the
2: birdhouse? I have uh, no choice. My wife is furious that it's sitting in our living room now. And I said, yeah, Tom pawned this piece of crap off of me, knowing damn well that I was going to have to bring it home here. And it's a thoughtful thing because you want me to give it to my mother. But in the interim, it has to sit here.
0: She said that she wanted it too. It's not like, hey, you know, maybe your mom would like this. And then she says, what the hell is this? She on these airwaves, she said, I'll I'll take it. Absolutely. Well, she's going to get it. And she's going to get every one of
2: those, uh, uh, ornaments as well. So, see yeah. <laughs> there's the Bucks leather
0: jacket. Yeah, man, rock of the Bucks yeah. leather jacket.
2: Yeah, I've got well, you can do it up there. You can rock the Bucks leather that jacket up there, and uh, it works out nice. That's the that'd be the plus of me moving somewhere north is having that, but that it's not enough to make me do it. It's not, it's not sure. enough to make me do it, but yeah, absolutely take advantage of that. Um, I, you know what, Tom, if it's pouring rain and it becomes just the ability to run the ball or not, we're dead in the water.
0: Mm-hmm. No, agreed.
2: Dead, dead in the water.
0: Unless uh, it's Mariota that has to play, and then it, we wouldn't. We still wouldn't be dead in the water. We never know at that point.
2: Yeah, I, I, it's it's you know it's tough to think about. I, I if they get if they have a clear sky and they come out slinging it, I do not feel like Philly's secondary is equipped to stop uh, Evans and Godwin. They haven't if, been so far.
0: Well, if we decide to freaking throw it to them on first on oh, first
2: down, you got to throw them first down.
0: Yeah, and I, and I hate that that game that's 2 years in a row now. Now, when you go under 500 or you are the worst division winner, you really can't complain too much about what time slot they throw you in. But I thought Monday Night Football was supposed to be like this elevated status because it feels awfully strange that the Buccaneers at 17 and 17 the last 2 seasons division champions have made it to Monday Night Football both years. Like you can't give us the four o'clock Saturday. That's usually the crappy slot. I all so four o'clock on Saturday.
2: I agree, but you know they perhaps are rewarding the kind of consistency seldom seen in the NFL when you win back to back to back division championships. Tom, they just you know and that's on the heels of having won a Super Bowl not all that long ago. So you just look at Tampa Bay and they're like that is the picture of success. Tampa Bay over and over and over again, always winning divisions or Super Bowls.
0: So, oddly enough, I think the first game of the weekend is the one I'm most excited to watch. If it's not Cleveland and Houston, it's, it's Detroit and L.A. I think those are the two that I'm, I care most to watch because for entertainment value, I think both of those are going to be very, very good.
2: You know, I'm worried for Detroit. They didn't get, they, they didn't get any favors getting no. the Rams.
0: Okay, so there's an advanced – The Rams can here. run
2: the ball, and they throw the ball exceptionally well. Stafford's had a huge year. They have weapons galore. I, this is not a good matchup for Detroit.
0: Okay, so I'm trying to find it on the fly, but this is something for you gamblers out there this weekend that are looking at player props. This is for everybody. So if you're looking at in-breaking routes, essentially slot receivers routes, Detroit is far and away the worst in football at defending the in-breaking route. Nakua, Puka Nakua specializes in this very route, and he's one of the best in football at running it. So if you're looking for some reason to make it interesting if you don't care about either of those two teams, taking Puka on the over on the receiving yards total, his skill set matches up perfectly with Detroit's biggest deficiency. As a defense, there's a. Uh,
2: I'll give you a player prop since we're handing them out right now. Kyron Williams over 81 yards rushing. You can find that in most places 81 and a half somewhere in there. Go over for Kyron Williams. Six straight games of over 80 yards rushing for him in this Rams office. He's been a sensation. They have quietly done one of the better jobs in all of the NFL this year. I really thought they had zero chance to go over a win total that was sitting around, what was it, six? I mean, that was remarkable to see the kind of season they put together. We may roll our eyes at McVay, and rightfully so, but he's a good coach.
0: Oh, no, this year proves that uh, beyond any doubt. This was uh, one hell of a lift, and that game should be the fireworks game. I mean, like, you're going to get elements games, and you're going to get indoor games that have some fireworks, two of them at least, and then I don't know what to make of Houston and Cleveland. What two awesome stories with those two quarterbacks. You got the brand new kid and this guy who's trying one last time. And he's been a 300 yard machine as, as a passer, Amari Cooper's come back to life. That's such a weird game with Houston and Cleveland. I can't wait to see what that looks like.
2: The Flacco story has to make you so happy.
0: (laughs) I mean, a little bit, I've done a good job of not bringing that to the airwaves, but since he did Flactorious is back.
2: Yeah. Flactorious, you know, no matter when he's permanently out of the game, I feel like you could pluck Flactorious in his 50s from the backyard while he's grilling and say, come in here and make five or six high-level NFL throws under duress, and he'd be able to do it. Ready? <laughs> yeah. I just feel like, and it would be that little flick that he does. It's just glorious, that little flick. Hey, enjoy the weekend, everybody. Mike Norvell is retained as Florida State's head coach. Good news there. Not going to Bama. Let's relax, exhale, enjoy the football, and let's grab a few more guys out of that portal. Good work, director. Good work, Tom. Thanks, Mom. Peace.